Hello and welcome to another instalment of the Evolution Exchange podcast. Today I'm joined with Rowan Diati and Helen to discuss women in leadership. Um, it's been a really, really fun podcast. Um, as usual, what we're going to do is we're going to go around and do some introductions first. Mona, are you okay to go first to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Hi, everyone. I am Mona Iluti, a product manager and accountable lead at Klarna in user account and fraud prevention domain. Uh, with over a decade in tech, I am passionate about empowering women in the industry, breaking stereotypes and spotlighting skills over gender. I'm excited to th- today uh, to share insights that can inspire positive change. Incredible, a wonderful introduction. And then Niati, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, hello, I am Niati Nair. Um, I am an engineering manager at Klarna. I have been here for just over a year now. And um, that's when I moved from my home country, India, to Germany. And it's been a roller coaster since then. Um, in my free time, I am more of a book buff than a movie buff. Um, I have traveled a lot in the past seven, eight years, I think. And um, one thing I do like to try is local food. So, yeah, excited to be here today. The topic is really interesting. So, looking forward to it. Perfect. And then finally, Helen. Hi, I'm Helen. I'm originally from Taiwan and I am the design lead at Karna. So I'm mainly working on the B2B side um, to improve the user experience for the merchants and the um, partners. And the, right now, my team is focusing on like setting up the, the growth foundation for merchants to scale up their business and increase their value. So like the, the thing I'm doing, I basically is a product designer uh, and the service design and to, to shape the whole experience for the merchant. Incredible, great introductions. Hi everyone, this is Chris Bennett here, a Nordics Managing Director here at Evolution. We're committed to doing recruitment in a different way that adds value to both our clients and candidates by providing you with amazing speakers and leading edge discussions on what's going on in the tech scene at the moment. There are three reasons why you should contact me. If you would like to speak on a future podcast, if you are interested in hiring awesome tech data product or gaming freelancers for your business, or if you are looking for an exciting new organization to work with, please get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and I really hope to hear from you soon. Please enjoy the rest of the podcast. So what we'll do now is we'll move forward to the question part of the podcast. So as usual, we have some pre-prepared questions on statements prepared by our guests. What we'll do is we'll go around the room. Everybody will have their chance to introduce their question, but also share their ideas, their thoughts, and any solutions, challenges, or problems that occur within these three topics. Helen, would you be okay to introduce us to your question? Yeah, so uh, my question that I have is that um, because now we are all working in the tech, so there's a, like a high percentage that we are working with a, a lot of like male and then the the women are more minority, maybe not in the Kana case because Kana are more trying to give you like a 50-50 of the percentage of the, 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 the gender um, quality, but in the past, I have a lot of experience that um, we are mainly working um, in the male-dominated um, um, like company. So, but I also noticed that there are the characteristic of the woman leadership actually can be 
a really good advantage for us um, to stand out um, in the in the world stream. So and also like I'm working in China, Germany, and Italy before. I also see like a different culture, like cross culture, also have a different obstacle um, to the female leadership. So I think that was something that is really good to talk about today. Incredible. So Rona, Leanti, what do you think about that? I I think it's it's very important to emphasize that effective leadership qualities are not tied to a gender. Like successful leaders, regardless of of gender, can possess mixed of qualities, including empathy, strategic thinking, decisiveness, and and more. Um, so regardless of gender, like each uh, le- um, okay. So recognizing and valuing like any leadership style, regardless of gender, contributes to more inclusive an effective organization. Of course, women face different obstacles in um, in leadership roles, like such as like the inherited uh, gender biases um, or uh, like uh, some cultural expectations that may discourage women's pursuit of leadership position. Uh, however, like we should look at uh, uh, we should like regardless of the gender, try to uh, to foster a more inclusive and effective uh, leadership organization. I agree. I, I think like to Helen's point, we can definitely use that to our advantage in the sense that we, um, when we are in a, um, a leadership group where there are more men um, or a, a group that is less diverse, so to speak, um, it's kind of that we are bringing um, a thought process that they may not something something that they may not have thought about so it's like automatically i think that we stand out uh, because we bring ideas that um, the rest of the group hasn't thought about and i think that will happen not just with gender and i think that's the reason that we need more diverse and inclusive teams because then we have more ideas more thoughts and that's how we move forward definitely um i think just go back to so something wrong to said about different like characteristics. I've always found um that sometimes, not all the time, but female leaders can be associated more by their characteristic as more micromanagers or more um doing things just for the sake of it kind of leaders. Is that a challenge that you've had to face within your time as leaders? Yeah. So besides, um, besides those characteristics of of women, um, of women as lead in leadership roles, it's important to highlight the stereotypes that women face uh, when they are trying to pursue their their careers in leadership uh, uh, leadership roles. So it's it's more about uh, sometimes women face they they are faced with um, like some sorry. Um, yeah, some uh, some stereotypes about how they um, how they behave in, in leadership um, roles. Okay, pause. Uh, try start again. So um, many uh, stereotypes face women in their career progression. For example, self doubt and imposter syndrome. Um, they um, they cast doubt on women's technical abilities that lead to self-doubt and feeling of the imposter syndrome. And women may question their skills, uh, constantly feel the doubt um, or like they the need to prove themselves and attribute their success to luck rather than their competence. 
and which lead to reduced uh, risk taking. Fear of confirming uh, the negative stereotype can discourage women from taking any risk, which um, hinder their chances of gaining new experiences. And um, these, uh, this impact of any stereotypes on women can uh, can hinder their progression of taking new uh, roles in leadership. That's in in my opinion what would like what w- some of the obstacles that women face in leadership. Yeah, no. Talking about stereotypes, I think all of us must have faced it sometime or the other, um, where we are in a group, we are talking, and it just feels like am I making sense to them? Like, are they even getting me? And uh, um, one thing that I I remember was one of my female managers telling me this, that if you are on a leadership team, you, um, you need to forget first that I'm different from them, that I am a woman. And uh, if you forget that, these thoughts will stop creeping in. These thoughts about, are they getting me? Am I good enough? Am I worthy enough to be here? These will stop because you just think of everybody as a person. And that's really important, like especially in tech, we are not doing any heavy lifting, like we don't need red muscles here. It's just intellect. And uh, I think if you treat everybody like a person, you think of yourself and everybody else as a person, then it just makes things easier. And even if you are, those stereotypes are thrown at you, you can just ignore them and move ahead and put your point across, you know. And I quite agree with that. We sometimes have like a self-doubt um, about ourselves. Like when you probably like there are a lot of a situation. I'm the only woman in the huge amount of the uh, male meeting, and sometimes like I think at the beginning of like I'm doing the transition from like more junior position to a lead position, and sometimes I also have the like a doubt like um, um is my idea is a, a enough um, impress enough um, for the rest of people or does it make sense? Um, but from the time to time, and I've realized actually there are a lot of times that we are so many thoughts is self-doubt that actually is more like imaginary self. Actually, people don't really see you in this way, but because probably you you feel that awkwardness. So that's why this thought coming up. So I quite agree with that, like uh, Niati was mentioning that, um, yet just take, probably they just take everyone as a human being. They don't even consider uh, you because a woman's or your uh, opinion is less um, important, but everybody are different. Um, it doesn't matter about your gender, um, but your characteristic, characteristic are different. Um, also the competence even in this meeting, there maybe probably I'm not the only designer. That's also the reason why I have a different opinion. So I would say like uh, try to let go of like your imaginary how people judge you, but just say and speak out uh, and then be authentic to truly express your, your opinion. Yeah, um, try yeah not to like compress yourself because of other people's thought. Maybe they don't have thought. That's just just your imaginary. Yeah. Um- I, I can also add that like one of the other uh, stereotypes that women face is like sometimes not able to handle pressure. Um, there's like this stereotype that women are not as resilient under pressure or they are not uh, or they are more like emotionally driven, which can lead to doubts about their ability to uh, to handle stress and in uh, in stressful situations in in common tech environments. And I I like this is one of the um, 
I personally hate uh, a stereotype and it's like it's very crucial for individuals and organization and like the, the, the industry as a whole to actively challenge and address these stereotypes to create a more inclusive and supportive environment to empower women to overcome these challenges and build more confidence, achieve their full potential in leadership uh, roles. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I think by nature, um, anybody will agree that women are better multitaskers than anybody else. Like we have so many roles in our lives. It's, um, I think we are we are good at compartmentalizing. Uh, we can manage work and manage home and manage so many other things that we want to do in our free time. So, um, yeah, that is one stereotype that definitely needs to be challenged. Yeah. And I do think that the female has a lot of like a good characteristic, like uh, more sympathetic, um, like more gentle and the more supportive and kind um, and more nurturing, probably because of like we also play other role in our life, not just the, the work. So like the, those characteristics from your personal life, those characteristics can also bring it to, to the work. And for example, supportive, you probably like need to be like supportive in the in the family. But if it comes to the work, you can be like a good uh, like a manager to be supportive your um, to to your reports and uh, provide a good mentorship. So those are, I think, what is a key that characteristic um, that female has particularly. Of course, male will also have like I just say like maybe the percentage that we have is a bit different. I think it's really crazy. Like it's such a true stereotype that, you know, women can't cope with the stress. Like I've heard it so many times, but it's so crazy to think that like where did that come from? When do you think of like the the history of the role of a woman? It's always been stressful. There's always something like you're either, you know, having a baby, which is very stressful, or coping with children which is also stressful so you'd think when women enter the workplace that like they could they could handle that don't don't worry uh, but it, it's so true I wonder where that that ever originated from yeah there's uh, there's also a misconception that women are like better suited for roles that require interpersonal skills and communication rather than the technical expertise which would lead to uh, like the, the impact of those stereotypes more of um, like leadership style perception so women's leadership style might be mis um uh, misconstruct like mi- misunderstood when they um exhibit some traits considered more feminine such as like collaboration and empathy um yeah uh, although like while assertiveness can be viewed as too aggressive for example um, and that's one of the uh, stereotypes that face women like on their daily basis, especially in leadership roles. Incredible. So, um, Helen, do you have any kind of follow-ons from like your question or your area? Um, I'm thinking I'm, I'm good for now. Yeah, no, incredible. I think that was a great, a great question to start us off. It's definitely got us um, on the on the right way to thinking about women in leadership and the different challenges that that do crop up quite frequently. Um, so moving forward, Niati, should we move on to your, your area? You have to introduce it for us? Sure. I think the first thing that I thought about when I heard this topic was what are the advantages of being a woman, woman in leadership? And um, the things that came to mind was that what do I want from my manager? Like I, I need two, three things to be... Um, to feel included in the team and to feel like 
I'm growing in the direction I want to grow in. So firstly, I probably need good listening skills. So I need them to understand my ideas and if any, my problems as well. I need them to trust my work. So based on my proven track record, they need to be able to say that, okay, I, I know that she will get the work done. And uh, the third thing that I really want from my managers that I want them to take a chance on so that I can grow in the direction that I want to grow in. And I think that these are the qualities that we have inherently as women. And that's why we make good leaders if we just channelize those qualities in the right way. And how I realized this is through my career, having some good and some not so good managers. So um, I think that if we just think about all these qualities, um, we should remember that these are our strengths. And if we can just sharpen them more, I think any woman can make a, a really good leader. Um, but it'll be nice to hear your thoughts as well on what you think about this. No, yeah, I totally agree. So women's natural empathy fosters strong connections within their teams, which contributes more, as you said, to a positive work atmosphere and uh, team cohesion. So th they would appreciate even such a leader more um, than, um, than the not so good leaders. Yeah, I also agree that like listening um, as a good listener is like the, I think was like a top one top or top one or top two like quality I think I value also the most like you need to not just listening but actively understanding like what is the the reason why they are saying this to understand the deep needs of what your report trying to get um off to you so you can support better to them and I mean that's also something related to like uh, the designer we also need to act as researchers so sometimes we also need to do interview with the 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 user to understand what is a deep deeper needs there so this kind of skill that also apply to my mentorship to my reports and um, also ask a good questions and right questions to understand deeper is also one of the skill that we need uh, that is also including the listening skill listening is not just passively uh, listen by the ear but after you get information, how do you get a deeper down to understand why they are saying this? What is the needs there to get understand better what what they truly want so you can support better accordingly? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Sorry, I was just saying that uh, what Helen said, I just want to add to that, that even in my role, um, it's, it's sometimes I wear different hats because as an engineering manager, it is I need to go into the tech space when we are solving something that is um, design, architecture, tech related. But then I, the part, bigger part of my role is also mentoring them, um, having them on track with their own careers and understanding what they want. So when I need to switch that and wear that cap, then it kind of is a different skill set that I need to tap into. So yeah, that's, it's very nice that I can do that in this role. And I think that it's part of my strength. Totally. This can also be uh, applied to other uh, roles. For example, myself as a product manager, uh, my strengths come from the strength of my team. So the more my team is um, is like collaborating better uh, together, the 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 better uh, the the role becomes. So it's very important for. Uh, women in leadership in general to have to focus on this collaboration, which I think it it um it's like it's better for it's better in female leaders 
that they excel in fostering those collaborations, which leads to enhanced network, uh, teamwork, and innovative problem solving in, in many roles, similar as what, as what you said, Niati. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that because the next topic I was going to go into was um, your experiences about running mixed teams. Because like for me, this is my first experience where no two team members are alike. And when I say that, I mean, they're not even from the same country. It's like it, there are so many cultural differences that you need to be cognizant about. You need to be sensitive about. And uh, I think it's it's like um, it's an asset as well, because then automatically we have more diverse teams and it's our job to make it more inclusive. So what has been your experience like with mixed teams? Yeah, so I would say actually that what you say are resonate me about what I read recently called Culture Map. And I don't know if you hear about it, um, but I think it's quite in- after I have more experience with the, the international team and uh, then I read that book, I was like, wow, I, I really wish that I read that book uh, more uh, more earlier in my career, after I work um, in the international team, and before I before I working on it, I was like uh, just separate things are like in a dichotomy way, like separate from like Eastern working culture and Western working culture, and um, in everybody's like a stereotype, like Eastern culture are more like uh, top to down management like relationship. I would say like. Um, whenever the leader tell you what to do and then the, your reports will just follow. Um, but the Western is more like people are more pro, uh, provocative and then speak out about uh, even there's a different opinion from, from your leader. So people are basically more like um, outgoing and speak out their, their thought. But for like a different, after I read that book and then I realized that actually that's not really, <laughs> really true and not so accurate. And actually, it also depends on the which country that you're coming from. So it's not just about like Eastern or Western, but also like South America in Brazil or Japan, China, they also speak in a different way. The communication are also in a different way. So like how you get the feedback, how you give the feedback, it also, they will get the, the even is the same word or same sentence and you speak to different people. But people from the different culture they receive in a different output so you always need to adjust how you give the feedback for example like um, um they say that like if you give the feedback to to japan japanese you need to like uh say more not so straightforward and they usually will have like some meaning or cover in in the whole sentence so you always need to guess but for German, it's like a very straightforward. You need to be so accurate so they can get uh, exactly the word. If you say the sentence exactly that you say to Japanese, they probably cannot get what you were trying to do. So you, sometimes now I will also adjust depends on the, my reports or like the people that I mentor, uh, where they're coming from. Then I can adjust like the feedback that I, that I give it to them. But sometimes some people, they already living in a foreign country for a long time. So kind of the way they give the feedback or getting feedback is also different. So you also need to get feedback to them, get from them saying that, um, is it clear for you or anything I need to adjust? Yeah, I uh, I agree with Helen. Like it's um, throughout the years, I learned to, tr- to try to understand um, each uh, member of my team uh, according and like not to forget that everyone's coming from a different culture with a different uh, con- uh, communication style. 
and a preferred leadership style as well. So um, it's I think it's very important for women leadership uh, positions, especially and what they excel at is creating those environments where uh, where diversity members, they feel valued and empowered uh, regardless of their like backgrounds. And they are they feel that they have a safe place to express themselves. Um, I think this is what's uh, something that female in leadership can really uh, excel at. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Um, because I've, I've felt that myself, like I, um, when I joined, I think there was a, a lot of changes in the team. So we had a lot of people leaving, but new people joining. So they were new to the team. I was new to the team. So all of us were like on the same journey to understand the product. Uh, but at the same time, I thought it was very important that even if nobody really knew the product inside out, everybody expresses their opinion. And I feel like um, me being a woman helped that somewhere. Like I could create that environment, like you just mentioned, that just let's discuss and then we will come to a conclusion. Um, at the same time, I feel like we have the ability to direct the conversation in a way that we're not discussing for two, three hours. Like we reach a conclusion at the end of one hour. And uh, that's also important. Like, uh, irrespective of if you're a male or a female in leadership, I think it's important that everybody's time is well utilized. Yeah, true. Um, also, like women in leadership, as you mentioned, Niati, they they become more of a, a role model themselves to inspire other women to aim for such leadership roles. Besides, empower the team themselves, regardless of their gender, to express their thoughts and feelings. Um, and like which which by itself promote gender more more gender diversity and uh, especially in leadership. Yeah. Yes, I just had one more point that maybe we can discuss and then we can move to Mona's questions. Um, I was thinking about um, a lot of programs that we do run in the company that um, they are they are women led programs and they are for promoting women and it's good. Uh, it, it, I, I don't take any credit away from these programs. They're really needed in today's day and age. I just feel like we should talk a bit about um, not restricting the audience of these programs. Like I feel like if it's just women, women talking to each other in these programs, uh, we are kind of not inviting more perspectives. So according to me, I feel like if we include even other genders in these programs, we get more perspective and we create more awareness uh, so that they help us um, pushing these women forward. So just wanting to know your thoughts on it. What do you think about having men as allies in, in these kind of programs to make them more inclusive and foster discussions? Um, I have like for I uh, just want to clarify. So like these programs are coming from the, the company or? Yes, we do have a lot of programs in tech where we want to promote more uh, women into leadership as well as into STEM in general. Like we encourage, uh, like Mona said, have role models and encourage more women to join STEM. And uh, there are a lot of conferences around that as well. In tech. Mm, I see. Yeah, I think it will be definitely, uh, maybe even that program was um, is for like a woman leadership. But I think that would be also great that uh, if we also invite Mel to, to come in so they can understand more about like uh, what we are trying to do, like uh, understand more. So they can also be more empathetic um, in, in the working environment 
why we are saying this is and what that kind of like advantage that we can support and as well. I think it's more like uh, it will improve like a mutual relationship in the work. That's um, that's an amazing point that you mentioned that I think it's, it's very important to for those um, uh, programs to overcome the stereotypes on women and that would be more effective if both uh, of like if all genders are um, are included so we can um, better um, like fight uh, those uh, stereotypes and redefine women's role in tech leadership and uh, yeah and that's exactly the the question that i wanted to to share with you like wh- what do you think are are the uh, importance of the mentorship program into guiding women um, throughout their career uh, path and fighting against those stereotypes? I think they are really, really valuable. Um, it, um, I think even if people in my team, for example, um, I, I also have these conversations with him, them um, throughout the year. Like, do you have a path forward in your head? Do you know that in the next six months, do you want to go into a leadership role or you are more inclined towards um, honing your tech side a bit more? So I think uh, having these mentorship programs is very important because somewhere we all are a bit lost at times and we need that one direction to kind of start thinking more clearly. We have the answer already, but we just need some direction to get there. And uh, they're really helpful, these kind of programs. You know, I think that kind of like a mentorship program will be very valuable because sometimes like um, even on the way they are growing as a leader or going to a more like a senior position, I think like everyone also have a period of like being self-doubt and uh, like struggles. And if this mentorship program to help um, you to go, go through like um, like struggle that you have or give the more um, guidance, I think will be like a super beneficial. I uh, I personally uh, um, got the privilege to uh, to be to post again. So um, uh, I think I'm I'm lucky that I also participated in one of the tech in one of uh, post again. Sorry, last time. Um, uh, I'm. Uh, I think I'm, I'm. I was lucky to also participate in Tech Woman program, which is a mentorship program, and it's like a, a supercharged example. With with mentorship, you're getting those uh, insider tips and guidance that totally shape your career path. And then there is sponsorship, which is like getting a VIP pass to amazing amazing opportunities. Um, personally, being part of Tech Woman program. Uh, I've not only seen these programs work, uh, basically work their magic on on me, on my pushing my career path to new heights, but also I become a go-to person, uh, inspiring others to set uh, to to step up into leadership roles. Um, it's like this ripple effect that shows how the, these programs are all about creating a tech community that's all about diversity, growth, and making it big together. Um, w- one of the most um, important parts why mentorship programs are important, in my p- opinion, is because they bridge the gap between theory and practice. That's like circling back to the point Niati shared, like while education equips women with their knowledge, 
mentors provide the real world context, um, sharing some practical strategies, lesson learned from their own experiences. And, and this by itself accelerates mentees' professional growth, allowing them to apply those insights directly to their roles and projects. What do you think? Yeah, I think the bridging the gap between the theory and the, the product is quite important. And just like uh, looking back to the time that we are in the university, there are a lot of things are just theory on the book, but how you apply it to the to the practices or reality environment, there's always a gap. And sometimes the theory, they might be like, a, just give you like a very standardized pro procedure or a very idealistic uh, scenario uh, or knowledge. And, but when you are getting the business world and sometimes, sometimes it's, the environment could be very unpredictable. Like it's something that doesn't mention in the book or in the theory. Then if you have a, someone that you can talk about, they have it's probably also experienced something that you, you are encountered. They could also share some experience with you. Then it will guide you to the career path much easier and, uh, and also quicker. You don't have to always deal this by yourself. Because that, then you might be get into this self doubt uh, spiral, and you know, like your mentor could be like a light, uh, give you uh, some tips, and then you can keep uh, walking on your path uh, continuously. So I think bridging the gap between um, the theory and the practices are super super important uh, for for everyone. I also think that uh, these kind of mentorship programs they're valuable for senior leadership also to participate in. Like, I feel like mentorship doesn't always work one way. I feel like if I am mentoring somebody, they somewhere teach me something as well. Or when they are talking about their experiences or asking me a certain question and asking me for direction, probably sometimes I start thinking that, okay, I hadn't thought of it like that. Uh, let me think of it differently and guide them. So it's, it's, a, it's beneficial for both parties, actually these kind of programs. Yeah. And also I think even being a mentor, you also learn a lot um, as a mentor. Because like sometimes if you give the feedback to your to to your mentee and then they probably wasn't no wasn't sure like what what is the feedback about? Uh what what they are trying to give it to me. And like probably you will start to think back to think about like if my feedback is not clear. So you can also have the improvement area. How can you um, improve yourself? So I feel like it's not just like a one side, uh, you give the output and the other person get the, the input. It's always like a back and forth, just like a playing the ping pong ball. Exactly. It's like a, a culture of paying it forward, right? So as the women progress in their careers uh, with the support of mentors, they become mentors themselves, like closing this cycle of empowerment by like sharing their knowledge and experiences. They contribute to more inclusive and supportive environment for even future generations. Incredible. Any any last thoughts on that on that topic? No. No. It was very, very interesting to listen to and I definitely agree I think mentorships great uh, a great way to kind of again help overcome our stereotypes that we mentioned at the beginning that women sometimes fall into. Um, we do have a few minutes left, actually. It's gone very quickly in this episode. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to all of you speak. But one question I'd like to ask you all is, what would be... Let me pause. But for what piece of advice have you been given of another leader, being a female leader or any leader that you've come across in your 
in your work life that you have kept and want to share? I think one thing I remember was from my first project manager, actually. Um, and he said that we were talking about why people leave. We were talking about why people want change, why they want to switch jobs. And uh, he said that there are three most important things that uh, anybody looks for in a role. So the first thing is the actual work, the project. You need to be interested in what you're doing. You need to be driven. And the second thing is money, of course. I need to have good compensation. And the third most important thing is the leader. So when you quit, you don't really always quit the job. You sometimes also quit because you don't like working with the leader. And that is somewhere I want to strive to be. I want to strive to be that leader that people are not leaving because of, you know, like I, I want to be part of their growth journey. I don't want to hold them back. And that's the advice I have lived by, at least uh, for those many years that I have been a leader. Mm, the advice. Sorry, Carol. No, it's um, it. I I totally resonate with uh, Niyati's um, uh, topic, and um, and maybe the the small advice I have is the is to encourage early exposure for um, for women in STEM fields in general um, to. Because like throughout mentorship, workshop, programs, cultivate their interest from a young age uh, towards more um, leadership program, le leadership roles where they um, together um, fight against those stereotypes early on. Um, and they, they won't, won't even face it uh, moving forward with the, um, with the collaborative work and the leadership development. Incredible, lovely. Again, very good piece of advice. And then lastly, Helen? Yeah, I, I also very resonate about what uh, Niati was saying. Like, I also um, hear about like people actually don't quit from company, but they quit the manager. <laughs> so I also think that the the role of being leader is so important for um, the employee inside the company. So I would say like start to like have like authentic um, conversation with your with your mentee. And um, I would say like telling that we are more like a peers. It's not like the level of the top to down. So there will be like a more, um, more being open to you. Like what is the real struggle they have and then not just showing something like a good part for you, but something struggle they keep for themselves. Um, but I think as a leader, we also want to cultivate this like a trust relationship with your mentee. That's very important. So um, I would say like start to build, establish the trust, but it's not like a, you you can trust this person from day one, but it cultivate by the time. Um, but it has to be like the progressive process you start to like uh, be more uh, more um, open to them and trying to talk to them and also open to to listen, then this trust relationship will cultivate um, time to time. And I think it will also improve how the, the mentorship relationship um, for, for the mutual um, side. Again, really good advice and finish on. Um, so we have come to the end of end of the podcast and before we do wrap it up do any of you have any final words of wisdom you'd like to share i'd like to uh stress on the importance of addressing the unconscious bias 
sometimes uh, people face and try to address uh, those biases among employees and leaders to foster a more like equitable decision-making process. Definitely, definitely. Wonderful. Perfect. Well, thank you for everyone for tuning in and listening to this episode. If you have any questions for Helen, Mona and Yeti, please reach out and we will share them with you and connect you guys to further this conversation further to move this conversation further. Um, I really enjoyed listening to all three of your experiences working as a female leader and it's been perfect to hear, hear this. So thank you so much for sharing and thank you for everybody for listening in today.